1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing
0: costs down?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On
0: Oilers Radio, 630-10.
1: 133
0: in Edmonton, welcome back. Everybody, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Orders in Vegas, 8 o'clock Mountain Standard Time, puck drop, 6 o'clock face-off show. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Cam Moon with the call of tonight's game, along with myself, uh, Jack Michaels. You just heard his voice with Louis DeBrosse Gene Principe on the NHL Hockey on Rogers broadcast. Patiently waiting on the line. We appreciate it. Our orders now headliner today, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Is Vegas... Golden Knights General Manager Kelly McCrimmon. Kelly, how are you doing? Doing real good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for taking time to uh, join us uh, on the show. I had somebody ask me, you know, we've, we've spoken a bit about how Vegas does business, and uh, I, I said, well, Kelly's reputation preceded uh, Las Vegas because I had once advised a family that had purchased a WHL team to hang up the phone when you called. Because you were going to lose the deal if you were dealing with the Brandon Weekings. So, uh... well, I, w- I wish it was that easy. A <laughs> <laughs> little, a little bit different at the NHL level. Uh, uh, you, and you know, you own that. You don't have that Brandon team anymore. Do you? Are you? Are you not? Are you not allowed to own it now that you're a, a general manager for a different organization in the NHL?
1: No, there were no uh, no issues that way with the National Hockey League or with uh, you know my employer, Bill Foley. It was a decision that we, uh, my family and I made. Uh, uh, you know, just with my time in Vegas It uh, um, you know it just got harder when the pandemic came. I really felt that it was going to be challenging to not be around. And uh, in fact, we were in the bubble in Edmonton uh, for the, the playoffs in 2020 when. Uh, the sale went through, I believe it was in September of that year, we were uh, you know, playing in the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, it uh, went to a real good uh, owner in Brandon, the team will be uh, you know, well supported, well funded, and uh, be in Brandon a long time, which was important uh, to us, so after, you know, I think, uh, almost 30 years, it was felt like
0: time. Uh, well, I, let me ask you this, how much do you think the experience of doing virtually everything for that organization? Played a factor in you know the opportunity here in Vegas and the opportunity more importantly to grow in Vegas.
1: Yeah, I think it did for sure, Bob. I, I my uh, you know my DNA is uh, you know right from the Western Hockey League. I think it's uh, the league that most uh, closely mirrors the NHL in terms of. The responsibilities you have as a manager, with uh, you know drafting, making trades, uh, schedule, style of play, uh, recruiting—all of those things—are really uh, comparable to what uh, the mindset is of an NHL general manager. Obviously, the piece that's uh, significantly different in the NHL compared to Major Junior is is the business side with the salary cap and the you know contract negotiations, those types of, uh, of things. But uh, you know, as I've uh, gone through it, and, and and to be honest, you know, quite early on, I, I, I realized that uh, I was uh, very well prepared based on my time uh, in Brandon, and then you know the opportunity to work alongside the people that we have in the organization here uh, has really added to uh, you know to the experience, and then uh, as you touch on to to my growth as a manager
0: all right well i mean i think you can extend the same metaphor for coaching as well right like when you touch all the bases on the way up and you apply your own personal experiences in terms of from a tactics perspective or perhaps more importantly just dealing with people i think it benefits you to work your way up sometimes instead of you know retiring as a player and suddenly you're an nhl head coach without any experience so i think it's a i think it's somewhat comparable you know what i mean
1: yeah i think that uh you know, I think you find most cases that uh you know the the, the better uh prepared you are for opportunities when they arise, the more uh, likely you are to be successful when that happens. And I think the more experience that you have, uh, as well, uh, you know, gives you that much of a better uh skill set, uh, you know, to deal with the different things. I coach lots in uh in Brandon. For many years I was the uh, coach and the general manager and I really feel in terms of relating with NHL coaches, it's helpful because, uh, you know, I'm uh, not at the NHL level, but just from the perspective of a coach, walked uh, many miles in their shoes, and uh, that's a different mindset, again, for the people that, uh, you know, are only worried about the next game, which is what NHL coaches uh, are paid to do is win the next game. I think it's helpful to have
0: that type of experience as a coach. We're joined by Vegas Golden Knights General Manager Kelly McCrimmon. Bob Stauffer with you on orders now. Uh, Elliot Friedman was on earlier today, joins us every Friday on the show, and we were talking about destination points for players. And he is of the belief that Vegas right now is the number one destination spot, combination of factors, culture and environment that you guys have uh, been able to build here. Uh, state tax plays a factor. You use the word recruiting. And, uh, you know, I was at the University of Alberta. They did a pretty good job recruiting there for a number of years as well. How much of the recruitment process has been part of the success that this organization's had uh, since its infancy here uh, in Vegas?
1: Well, it's a tremendous place to uh, to play. And as uh, Elliot has pointed out to you, the players love playing here. You know, the weather is beautiful. It's uh, the entertainment capital of the world. It's uh, It's so easy in terms of your... Uh, day-to-day. These players in the National Hockey League all, you know, are well compensated and uh, and treated tremendously, so some of these things that just make life easier I think they really appreciate. In our uh, case, our players all live in a community called Summerlin, which is where our practice facility uh, is located. We wouldn't have a player that lives more than 10 minutes uh, from our practice facility. We're 20 minutes from our game rink. We're 20 minutes from the airport. So those things I think just in terms of day to day life make uh, make it a lot easier. Uh, you know, really good schools. We've got a lot of players with uh, with family. And then the points you make, uh, you know we try to run a really good organization. We've got great ownership uh, with Bill Foley, who gives us uh, every resource that you could ever want to try to be uh, successful. He's around the players a lot, so they know uh, they know Bill, they appreciate. Uh, how much he cares, how badly he wants uh, to win, and uh, you know, I think that we've been really fortunate that we've uh, had really good teams, and and uh, you know, players uh, think they have a chance to win when they come here. So, those things have helped us, I think, retain players. And then, uh, you know, I guess in terms of free agents, I think we put uh, we put forward a pretty good, uh, you know, pretty appealing package for uh, for a player. And. Uh, as you touched on, uh, you know, no state tax makes it uh, you know one of a handful of teams in the NHL uh, that can offer that. You know, the facility is great on the strip. It's uh, you know the fans are incredibly passionate. Uh, you know, we've sold out every game we've ever played. There's a whole bunch of factors that uh, you'll know, make this a great destination for players.
0: Uh, you know, Kelly, we talk a bit about culture, and the reality in a cap system is sometimes difficult decisions have to get made. You know where I'm going with this with Mark Andre Fleury. I mean, you had a as good a one-two goaltending punch in the NHL. Uh, once you picked up Laner, that, that that could not have been an easy situation for you guys with Fleury.
1: Well, it was it was tough, Bob, and uh, you know I, I've said uh, different times that. You know, unfortunately, with the salary cap, and if you're a general manager, you have to make hard decisions on good people, and uh, Marc-Andre uh, Fleury had a tremendous year last year. He was uh, incredibly popular. I've never seen an athlete, uh, maybe in any sport, that had the popularity that Marc-Andre did uh, here in Las Vegas, and uh, at the same time, you know, we were committing $12 million uh, to, to one position, so... Uh, we uh, felt in the pandemic year, the 56-game uh, the schedule last year, that it was uh, prudent to have two goaltenders. I think that it uh, it served as well, even though Robin Leonard missed a, uh, a pretty significant portion of time. In the middle of the season, we were able to roll out real good goaltenders every single night that we played. We finished with the most... Uh, wins in the National Hockey League. We finished tied for points uh, with Colorado for the President's Trophy, so I think it uh, served us well. And then, as you uh, you know, when you get to the off season, that's your chance to work on the you know the composition of your roster, and that was uh, something that we felt was the right uh, thing for us to do. But you know, Ryan Reeves was another really popular player. We uh, you know we moved Nate Schmidt, Paul Stasny a year ago, so. Um, you know unfortunately, uh, when you're trying to get win when you're trying to win and you're only able to get better at the margins, you end up uh, in a position of making uh, really difficult decisions that, uh, that aren't always popular. And certainly the fans here uh, love our players and uh, you know any player that uh, is moved out is missed and especially the original players, those uh, those players that were part of the inaugural season which, uh, which of course,
0: uh, Mark andre Fleury and then I the mentioned earlier Nate Schmidt uh, both were Pat uh Stone, uh, Alex Tuck I mean Oilers fans know who those guys are and they're obviously real important pieces uh, for your team Tuck's probably a better player than most, uh, most fans maybe uh, around the league realize he is but I actually want to ask you about a couple of younger players uh, you 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 took a, I don't know if it's a swing, uh, but Nolan Patrick's had some health challenges along the way. You obviously know him from uh, his time in Brandon. I'm assuming you know his father as well. Just a thought process process on uh, on making that move, uh, which involved uh, Cody Glass in a three-way trade, and uh, and how Patrick's played for you so far.
1: It was a case with uh, with Cody Glass and Nolan Patrick where a change was likely, um, you know, potentially going to jumpstart both players. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, I've had a lot of history with uh, Nolan Patrick. He's a young player uh, that uh, had, you know, he played in the NHL as an underage, as a 19-year-old player. He didn't play his final year in, uh, in junior. He went uh, straight to the National Hockey League. He had... Um, you know, I think 13 goals, 30 points. The next year he built on that, uh, I think he had the same number of goals, a couple more points. So he was making, uh, I thought, from a distance. And, of course, I followed him. Ivan Bovrov uh, plays for the Flyers as well. So that was a team that I uh, watched, uh, you know, any time that I had the opportunity to. And I thought no one was really trending in the right direction. And, of course, then he missed uh, the entire season. <clears throat> in that season, Elaine Vigneault came in as the head coach. And uh last year, I just didn't think that Nolan ever uh you know played at a level where um, you know he continued to make progress. so for us to uh, acquire him, um, you know i I think we've got a real good chance of seeing the best of nolan patrick he's uh he's played pretty well since he's been here. I know that he's got uh, more to give and can continue to improve, and yet uh, you know look no further than. Uh, the right winger on the top line of the Edmonton Oilers. If you want a young player that took some time to find his way with Jesse Puljuari, so uh, it's it's uh, it's interesting. And, and again, maybe for me because I spent so much time in junior, um, you know, I just am, I'm a little more uh, patient or open minded to uh, those guys that were really really good players in their peer group. Uh, you know, uh, may need a little more time to blossom. The NHL is a hard league, and when you come from. Uh, junior hockey, or you come from college hockey, or uh, or playing in Europe, and you go into the NHL. It's a big jump, and uh, it takes uh, the, the the timeline for players uh, is different. And it's you know there's there's these uh, anomalies. Your Connor McDavid, these uh, these players, uh, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, that uh, you know that are just superstars and pop right from the day they first uh, set foot on the ice for training camp. Uh, you know, have great rookie seasons and our core players and stars in the NHL right from day one. there's a lot more uh, players that are still good players but are going to take some time. So that's the mindset with uh, you know with the logic behind acquiring Nolan and again, you know, just knowing him as well as they do, having seen him do uh, some of the things that he did in junior hockey as a young player. When he was you know, 17 years old, our team uh, won the league championship. He was the most valuable player in the playoffs and led the playoffs in scoring. That's really uncommon for young players. And the Oil Kings have had lots of great uh, players go through their organization. So when you look at players that age, if they play that well, it's uh, generally uh, an indicator that they're pretty talented players.
0: Uh, a final Vegas question for you, and then I, I I'll have a follow up. Uh, one of the rare times I was right, Gary Lawless, the twenty nineteen draft. Uh, he said, "Who do you think we're taking Referring to Vegas, and I'm like, "There's no way your pass on Peyton Krebs. Forty three points last year in twenty four games in the Western Hockey League. Uh, this guy's a chance to be a pretty good player, doesn't he?"
1: Yeah, he's a really good player. He's uh you know really sees the ice well, he's got great uh, playmaking ability, his work ethic uh, is tremendous he really he's an engine he really uh you know drives play with uh, with his style of play. He's the player that uh, the coach uh, of every team he's ever had you know always uh, always loves everything about him because of what he uh, you know brings every night. Uh, he got into a few games last year with us after his uh, season in Winnipeg. Uh, was over. He played with us in the American League prior to the WHL season beginning uh, in the Hub in Regina. So we saw a fair bit of him last year, and now this year he's come in as, as kind of his official first year uh, as a pro, and he's, uh, he's played real well. He's made our team out of training camp. The injuries have given him an opportunity maybe that uh, he might not have uh, you know, been fortunate enough to receive otherwise, and yet that's, uh, you know, that's how the game works. You've got to be ready when your chance comes, and he's, uh, he's played well for us.
0: Final question. Just a quick thought on the Oilers. I mean, you guys have been... Edmonton was three points behind you two years ago uh, when we got shut down. Different divisions last year. What do you think of Edmonton?
1: Uh, I really like Edmonton, and, uh, you know, it's interesting. I remember the year we were in the bubble. Um, you know, they were they were the team there that I feared, that that I thought would really be, uh, you know, a tough team uh, to eliminate if you faced them in a series. And, of course, with that first series being as short as it was, best of fives are a much different series than best of sevens. Uh, they didn't advance, so we uh we never had uh you know the uh, the challenge of playing against them. They had a really good year last year and uh uh you know didn't have the playoff that they wanted to have, but in terms of the makeup of their team, I thought they had a really good season and then this year uh lots of changes in the off season with some players uh moving on and then some real good additions coming in and uh you know they're they're undefeated. I think Mike Smith has uh, given them great goaltending last year and uh, up until here recently with uh, with his injury, and uh, you know then the two the two superstars which uh, which really drive play. But I think you know what what uh, general manager Ken Holland has done is he's really improved uh, the other areas of the team, and, and that's where I think they now you know have that depth that can you know sustain play over. You know, a period of time, not just uh, necessarily when the top guys are on the ice. I think they've really got the ability to generate momentum, drive play. They're well coached. And uh, I think they're really, uh, really good hockey team. I think they'll be uh, a good team all season.
0: Kelly, we appreciate your time. We'll see you tonight. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Kelly McCrimmon, Vegas Golden Knights general manager. He's our Oilers now headliner. Brought to you by Will Hawk Beef Jerky. Just my-
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment.
0: could be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk W I L H A U K today. One fifty in Edmonton. We'll wrap up the show after this. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio. Six thirty, Chad. 152 in Edmonton, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu. And a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stop for recommendation. Mediterranean Chicken. Brendan Escott's a big fan of the Texan. This day in Oiters history next week, we'll have news for you on an Oiters Now Road Trip with New West Travel with Dennis and Jason Alberti. We're going to go back to 1980. Brendan, what do you got? First ever Battle of Alberta. Dave Semenko scores twice as the Oilers beat the Flames 5-3 at Northlands. Now Edmonton does tur- currently trail a Calgary all-time uh, by 15 total wins. The Oilers have the edge in the playoffs, though, with a 19-11 record. And Bob, I'm sure this is where you remind how many Stanley Cups the Oilers have. Yeah, you know, uh, sure. Uh, how do you spell dynasty in Calgary? O N E. That's uh, that's one that always uh, sort of resonates with the uh, Flames fan base. I want the Flames to make the playoffs in Vancouver. I want the Canadian teams to make it. Tonight, 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 uh, we've got the faceoff show. Reed, Rob, Cam Moon, Jack Michaels, and myself at 6, Puck Drop at 8 p.m. Uh, Cam and me will have the call. Um, on Monday, a recap of the weekend, uh, the back-to-back games. NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling we will get an update from the farm from Bakersfield with head coach Jay Woodcroft as well. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then 6.30 chat afternoons with Jay Lynn Nye. Nye uh, from 3 to 6 Monday through Friday. Again, I will join Reed just after 6 o'clock tonight. So long, everybody.
1: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon